We find ourselves at the middle of the season, 6-0. Congratulations on being bowl-eligible, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Um, Much like a lot of people, we are trying to increase our knowledge by running to and fro. So as we go into Vanderbilt this week, I think the thing that I most want to see is another complete football game out of Georgia, and I think we'll get that. What's up, Georgia football fans? You're listening to episode 362 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Tony Waller and Will Leach. And this is the preview for the Georgia-Vanderbilt game, a game where Vanderbilt hasn't scored in a couple years. We'll see if that continues this week. But without any further delay, here's Will to get it all started. Extreme Beavis voice. We're never going to score. We're never going to score. I actually do kind of feel like in this scenario of this podcast, I am probably the Beavis and you are probably the butthead. And and Scott, you're the Daria. I don't think, I think we can all agree that uh, uh, you're obviously the Daria. Um, uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, sorry, we're a day late. That was my fault. I went out to... Uh, Happy birthday! Was, uh, uh, yeah, but I'm, uh, I've officially hit the uh, the perpetually 36 uh, yeah, phase of my life. Um, but um, but yeah, so, uh, so like, but frankly, it's the Vanderbilt game. And, and I, I actually thought, and Tony and I were, we were all discussing this earlier, we actually thought, because we're not going to do a show next week, because it's an off week, uh, that it might be kind of fun... To kind of do a little status check, vibe check, if you will, uh, at the halfway point. Because as you mentioned, they are bowl eligible. That means they are 6-0. That means they've played half of the 12 regular season games. Uh, I, and I guess now they, but not half of the season because now they're guaranteed at least a bowl game. I was worried there for a while, but I think they're going to make it. So We have more football in our future than we do in our past. Yes, that's, that's, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, unlike my life. <laughs> now that I've had a Oh my birthday. God. You shut your mouth. <laughs> um, so here's my question to kind of start us off. When we think about what we know about this Georgia football team, do you think that we w- learned more, the same, or less in one week against Kentucky than we did in the first five weeks total? Like, did, did this clear your priors from those first five? Because it was... A terrific game. Beck was terrific. Everything almost like you can still argue maybe the run, like you know, they uh, Kirby Smart argues that you know that the running to the outside is because they can't run up the middle and it's not as big of a deal as uh, people think it is. But certainly, so the running, I think people running on you is probably not what you generally would prefer anyway. Not that running a lot, but that's you look at that and that's a question that I think is still up in the air. But a lot of the other questions that you had, I felt, were answered pretty definitively. I get like the thing you wanted to know is: listen, is this a team that's going to have to muddle through all year, and they're just not great? It doesn't mean they're not; they can't still win the championship, but are they just not great? And we saw them be great. Like that's what Georgia has looked like for the last two years: is the way they looked against Kentucky. So the question is: is a um, First off, one thing we definitely have learned from it is now, whether this is true or not, everyone's just going to decide that that is the level that they have mm-hmm. to play at all the time. And if they don't play there, oh, come on, they're underachieving now that we've seen it. Yeah. But I do think, like, you know, 
there was a lot of discussion. I, I heard of the tailgate. The, the, like, maybe it's just, we're just not that good this year. It's okay. We could still win. It's still going to be a good year. We won two national championships. Maybe we'll win another one. But clearly, it's not what it was. The last two years, three years, however much you want to put it, I think the Kentucky game certainly showed it can be that. So the question is, do you think that is the new normal? Do you think that is where this team is right now? Do you think they were just particularly fired up for this game? Um, what, what do you think? Do you think that's the team or that's just a heightened version of what this team could theoretically be? I, I think Coach Mark put it best when he said the lows are never as low as you think and the highs are never as high as you think. I think he said that was a quote from his dad, which is uh, a great it's, dad. It's a, it's a very dad quote. Very and great dad quote. And we're dads, so we're going yeah. to use it. Um, so I think the, the simplest way for me to answer your question is that um, did it change our priors? Yes. Uh, absolutely change our priors because I frankly was starting to think, okay, Georgia is just merely a good team, not a great team. They, they don't have that thing, whatever it is, to kick it into the next gear to put it all together. The fact that we saw it happen against – look, I don't I, – Kentucky came in a 5-0. Mm. Um, I don't think Kentucky – I think there's still a possibility Kentucky finished a second in the East. Um, but that also might – I mean, it could just be that the SEC is a couple of couple of good teams and a yeah. bunch of just fine teams. Um, the other thing, though, that I, I want to make sure that we understand is that the the things we saw out of the offensive play calling, out of the way Carson Beck handled playing and picking receivers and checking off plays, the way the offensive line blocked. Um, and frankly, the way the defense played in a much more cohesive way um, does portend good things for Georgia. As I alluded to in the cold open, I want to see a more complete – I want to see another complete game. And you're right. Georgia's going to make a mistake or do something down the road. They're, it's altogether possible we see another game just like we saw against South Carolina or Auburn. Those are well, all – We saw against Kentucky last year. Or we can saw yeah. against Kentucky last year, right? Um, that's possible. It's the same team. But – it was heartening to see Georgia play to the level of talent, the level of coaching we know they have, and frankly, to validate the number one ranking that I was personally starting to feel was like, mm. okay, we're ranked number one because we're a two-time yeah. national champion, and that's fine. Um, and I was – don't think I wasn't Googling what happened with 2014 FSU. Friends, yeah. I know it's happened when at the end. James Winston threw a pass, backwards pass against um, – a backwards pass against or, or, a hilarious backwards. It pass. was amazing, but I mean, I was like, nah, this, this is not exactly right. Yeah, they won a lot of like 31 28 football. Yeah, games they never had a game like this. No, they never they did not. had they did not. like, and that doesn't mean Georgia's gonna have a ton of games like this, but they at least, because I've been pushing that analogy all year, mm-hmm. they never won a game like this. they never had a oh, wait, okay, they can, they're they're still them, yeah, like, it's a top was, 25 team. I mean, there were some other things going on that was you know, there James, was a lot James, going on. James there. Winston decided yes. he really, really, really liked crab legs, yes, uh, and and, and 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 not to be, to be too strange about that much of that you were documented in the. Uh, documentary The Hunting Ground, which yep. is all about uh, yeah, was, all about uh, not, not great. And so, but even had even saying all that, um, I think when we sit when we sit and look at where Georgia is sitting here at six and zero, number one in the nation, um, I think you have to like take a step back and everybody's like, well, Georgia didn't play that great because Carson Beck is third in the conference in passing and the top ten in passing. And when I say passing, I don't mean like I mean certainly percentage wise, it's going to be like seventy two percent, but. Guards per game, a Georgia quarterback, 
A Georgia quarterback. Yeah. Right? By the way, the Georgia quarterback coach and offensive coordinator is Mike Bobo. So if you want to say that Georgia's offense hasn't looked great, I'm fine with that. If you want to say um, Georgia's just caught uh, Kentucky soft-footed or whatever you want to say, and that's why Georgia scored 51 points on Kentucky, fine. You cannot look and see what Carson Beck and the game plan dialed up by, by Mike Bobo against Kentucky and think, this guy doesn't have it. I'm sorry, you just can't because they had no answers, literally had no answers. Uh, I saw a stat earlier um, that uh, he, uh, Beck started out with something like 19 is his first 22. Is that right? It was, I just remember the 11-11. Yeah, it was more than that. He went he further than that. Grayson Lambert territory. Yeah, yeah that, and I actually told Tiffany that. I was like, hey, we're looking at some Grayson Lambert. God bless Grayson Lambert. He's yeah. going to have that forever. Yeah, he, he will. He will. Um, <laughs> it's and, so and, funny and, to think that like Georgia just had a quarterback that just won two national championships. We're like, well, this guy's hot. He's in Grayson Lambert. He's Grayson Lambert territory. <laughs> um, and then when you think about the defense, they gave up one drive that was assisted by – it was assisted by. I firmly believe we don't get the um, defensive delay a game penalty there, where it moved them from third and eight to third and three. They either kick a full goal or go forward on fourth down. I don't get it right. Uh, again, those how, things happen. How, and I've watched it on TV. This yeah. is weird for me, you know, seeing Sanford on TV. But <clears throat> how it, how bad of a call was the roughing the passer? Because I saw oh, it was terrible. Replay. It was ter- okay. And I'll get to okay. that in a second. That, that almost looked like an NFL. That's where I was roughing going. the passer, mm-hmm. where they're just. You know, don't touch Tom Brady type thing. And that's where I was going with this. Um, their their one long offensive drive was um, abetted by two two penalties that were kind of like, okay, let's see. Uh, the, the other touchdown drive was a 28-yard field off of an interception. Um, yeah, the, the, the passing, the roughing the passer was absolutely bad. It looked bad in the stadium, but I thought he must have seen something we didn't see. Yeah. Uh, I went back and rewatched it. When when you've lost Greg McElroy, friends, you've lost mm-hmm. everybody. Did, did, what, what was the stadium reaction like when they showed the replay on how um, it bad was of a call a, it was? It was a cross between it was it was short of um, it was short of Tyler was offside. It was a little further further than Tyler was offsides. And a little short of the infill fly rule, and which is uh, a correct call. Um, so, but but I would say also one thing I like about when we put calls on like that board, there's still a large percentage of the stadium that's like, yeah, good call. See, I see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. if, it's, if it's your guy, yeah. if it's your guy, you'll believe it. I think the thing, you know, your your original question was like, do I feel better after that game yeah. or the same or worse? Right. I'm, you know, I, I wear my emotions on my sleeve when it comes to Georgia fandom. I'm going to buy and say I feel better about it, especially after two passes. Oh yeah, the one to yeah. Rosemi Jack Saint, yeah, yeah, where he dropped it over like five defenders, and then the rah rah Thomas yeah. catch. And you know, I was the one that was all scared about the South Carolina game and Auburn game. Um, you know, I think I predicted 34 to 17 for this game, but after seeing it, it's like. You know, I mean, you can make the correlation like, okay, it's clicking and it's clicking for Beck and he needed those starts ahead of time. And now I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, this maybe gives away my prediction. I wouldn't be surprised if Georgia beats the number by a whole touchdown this week. I Certainly. Did you get a sense? 
because we also have talked about like, I mean, listen, it's funny to think that like, wow, Georgia looked kind of sluggish that first five games of the year when we've literally all spent a year going, man, what a lousy mm. first five games of the year Georgia mm. has. Yeah. But again, it's so fun. Like, yeah, maybe they also may have felt somewhat similarly. And when they actually had a game that people were dialed up for, a night game that went fired up, not only were the players fired up, clearly a lot of the uh, uh, the the governors were taken off. Uh, back a little bit, and Bobo for that. On. Yeah, like, it looked like they were like, okay, just so you know, we were in fact keeping some things yeah. in our holster, and I think you clearly saw that. And that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. I, now, having said that, that doesn't excuse some of the uh, lapses. That doesn't excuse some of the back call, back throws that Beck had. It also does excuse some of like getting run on. Yeah, no, absolutely. It It does not. not. I don't think they were just being like, that's okay, we don't care, it's fine. But they made mistakes. But I think the majority of the offense was geared towards giving Carson Beck some confidence. And actually, if you think about what everyone said, he's got that big arm, got that big arm. I think Bobo was really just trying to teach him, hey, short passes are good too. And Mike Bobo was in his bag this game. They, I went back and rewatched. Totally forgot this play. We had third and one from I don't know or whatever or like the hour forty eight yard line or something like that. We ran a bunch formation like like okay we're gonna absolutely quarterback sneak. We threw a swing pass out to somebody leaking out of the backfield. Um, same thing on the on the t- Oscar Delp touchdown pass. Uh, we ran a bunch formation and whether it was called this way or whether Beck saw it and checked into it. Delp basically feigned that he was going to block and just yeah. slipped through and was alone, uh, which set up the next touchdown pass, which was the run, because we showed the same formation, and Delp just took his guy and drove him into the – no, I don't think it was Delp. Maybe it was like whoever was, who was playing tight end then, took his guy and drove him in the end zone to open up the line for the running back. And um, it was as – it was absolutely as well called offensive game as any we saw from from Monk and I. It was it was it was Monk on a hot streak. Yeah, like whenever we would yep. see that sometimes. Yeah. And to where not only and when Monk was on a hot streak, it was, the thing was similar to that to this. It's not only that he's on a hot streak; it's like he's clearly having fun, and that's I think you saw from Munkin a lot. That was actually the most exciting thing about Munkin is you got a sense that it was almost like a, felt like an old Burt Reynolds '80s comedy where he's just having a good time flying down the road <laughs> and just having a great time, and the and the car is going over a hill and landing, and there's a funny toot sound uh there, there was like a lot of smoking that smoking the bandit right yeah smoking the bandit yeah. or cannonball run <laughs> cannonball run yeah, yeah. cannonball run too not three not three yeah. deliverance no, deliverance no, is a whole different different toot. different toot. very different toot um <laughs> but uh i would say that generally speaking that's what it felt like it felt like boa was having a blast yeah it felt like he was having like a great time and uh sorry we lost I'm, we lost Tony I thought he was going to the bathroom. Yeah, we lost Tony oh on that. God. Sorry. <laughs> we lost Tony on that one. We, we lost, lost Hollywood. You, you I repeat, we lost Hollywood. Sorry. But um the point is that like at a certain level also if we were more professionals we would have just like he just walked around got together and come back yeah. and we wouldn't have mentioned nope. it but we're not very professional. No. No. So best I think that I think that was what's fun about watching the offense is that like and that's something frankly even when Bobo was here before and doing a great job I don't know if you always saw that there still felt like like there was a, like a loosening of the reins on everything this time that's not, that's not fun. And, and for the record, I don't know if we're going to see that again for a while. Or so I don't think we're going to see it against Vanderbilt. Like I, it's like he puts it back in the cover. Yeah, yeah, for like a while. yeah, and, and now they know. Now yeah. they know, and they don't sweat it when they're like, like they know they know Beck can execute. They know he's confident enough to execute it. And I feel like this. I mean, honestly, again, I don't mean offense to Vanderbilt on this, but like it's like well, they got like a couple bye weeks now. Like they got a couple bye weeks now, where at a certain level, like. 
Like if a Florida team that's like barely paying attention and there's not really anything can like stomp on Vanderbilt like that, I think everybody knows how this is going to go. And so this feels like you put it back in the garage and you like you just kind of let it roll a little bit. You're, you're Cameron's dad, and you just put the put the nice car back in the back in the garage so, and keep it all straight and don't and don't run until. So Kirby's going to rub Bobo with a diaper. Yeah, exactly so. like that. And so I think that like I think that's what that's what Vanderbilt's going to be. But now we know like that's what that's why I think it's interesting to look at this point of the of the season. Now we've officially hit the okay. Yep, I will actively be disappointed if they don't win the national championship this year. It doesn't. That doesn't mean they're clearly the best team. It doesn't mean that they're the absolute favorite or that they played better than everyone else. But now we before you're like, man, I just maybe that maybe everything will fall exactly right with the SEC being down and. Them be having enough talent, they can squeeze by. Now you look at a team like, oh, this team can win the national championship. Like that's a team. What the team we saw on Saturday, absolutely can win the national championship. I'm not sure the team we saw the first five weeks, certainly not the team we saw against Auburn or South Carolina, could win the national championship. That team that can win the national championship doesn't mean they're going to. Doesn't mean that I will consider them failures if they don't. But now we know that that's a team that can win the national championship. Well, speaking of the teams that win can win the national championship, since we are kind of midpoint of the season. I did want to take a quick minute and talk about some other teams just from the national perspective. Um, can, I, can I say one yeah, thing yeah, about, about, uh, about uh, do we want to talk briefly about you want to talk the, about Illinois? No. Um, <laughs> no, I don't want to talk any more about Illinois. Do we want to talk about um, what Stoop said? Yeah, I, I think it's fine to talk. Yeah, I, think, I, I, I actually don't think it's very complicated, and I don't think Stoops is a jerk. I actually think he said something that, frankly, every coach in the world says all the time. He said it more explicitly, but like... What he, he was not saying, Georgia is cheating. Let's make it clear what he was not saying. Georgia's cheating. Georgia has an unfair advantage. Georgia is doing something different than what everybody else does. Georgia is doing something that I would not do in a half a second if I had the opportunity. That's not what he was saying. What he was saying is, hey, boosters, do you want us? Do you want that not to happen to us? Would you like to see us Kentucky boosters? You know, Kentucky I know you're into sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would you like to not have that happen? Then we need we need to have the financial support that Georgia has. That's what he was saying. That's explicitly what that's. And I think that I saw that Kirby Smart uh, did not. He's like, I'm not touching that, and I don't blame him. And I think if anything, probably there's probably people annoyed with Stoops. Not that he said anything untrue. Coaches annoyed with him. Not said anything untrue. But like the way you said, like it reeks of because you know we've got like eighty years of muscle memory. I'd be like they're paying for players. They're paying for players. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. But like yes, they that when you I hate to be the bearer, but I don't know if anybody knows this or not. But if you give to a nil collective, you are paying players. It's literally the law of the land now. So I think it. I think we're used to it sounding controversial, and I think the way that he said it reminds us of back when people used to be like, well, like, like, uh, um, even like when Spur used to be like, well, you know, those uh, those those Athens cops are going to get him out of all the. I mean, those Athens cops are like. It, it feels like he's trolling because we're used to hearing that. But that, he's actually said something explicitly true, and he's trying to boost up his guys. It's smart for Curry not to comment on it, but like that's. Everybody understands what's going on. And like, not only is, like, maybe you don't like it. Maybe people don't. I, th- I would assume, I don't know, I feel like a couple national championships should make you a little bit more comfortable with it. But like, maybe you just theoretically or morally or whatever uh, don't like it. But like, 
definitely Stoops was not saying Georgia shouldn't be doing that or uh, that's the only reason they're doing it. Like he's like, do you want to be able to compete? Do you see what just happened to us? You see what just happened to us? That's because they have a lot of great players and not just because of NIL, which I think if you're a Georgia fan and want to be annoyed about it, they're not Colorado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Georgia has been like building up this for a while. Like it's like if, if, if they had the exact same amount of money to play players, like if there was a salary cap in the SEC, still feel pretty comfortable saying Georgia would be bringing, <laughs> would be bringing better players than, than Stoops would. But the, but the, the point is, is that like, if he's going to, uh, that's all he's saying. He's trying to get to his boosters and saying, if you want that not to happen to us, Give money to the NI Collective because we need to pay players. What's the, the, the collective players. for basketball? I mean, is there? Did anybody <laughs> look into that? It's all it's all Classic City. No, no, no. I'm talking no, about for Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh, well, that's part like, of. How much money do they 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 must put more money into basketball? Well, than remember, football. it's easier because there's only 12 players, and really, there's only like six players. Yeah. Like that's the difference. It's 400 minutes. That's yeah. all you get to give. Yeah. So and or so have that, to give. And like like the eighth guy on Kentucky is. Maybe making fifty thousand dollars, maybe, but the top dude on Kentucky is making a, lot. a million, yeah. and I think that is really the difference. Whereas I don't, I don't, I doubt anyone on Georgia's football team is making a million dollars. I would be yeah. surprised yeah. if someone is making a million dollars. But that's not because they're not more important. It's just that, like, there are. Like and don't be wrong. There's no one. I would suspect the highest paid player on Georgia's basketball team is below half of the Georgia football team. So these things all come in degrees. But I think the I like that money they're putting in Kentucky basketball. It's easier. Like it's also for transfers. Like that's really like so much of it is just for transfers. Yeah. And so I think that uh, I think that the amount of money that you'd have to put in to have that sort of power. Kentucky basketball esque power, Kentucky football. You would need their own T Boone Pickens, I think, yeah. or their own uh, Paul Allen. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I didn't even bump on what uh, I didn't even bump on what Stoops said, just because it was it was such a basically what it was what I heard was George's out recruiting us. George is doing better. That, that's than exactly us. Right. that's that's what I heard. That's what recruiting is now, and yeah. that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm. I mean, it, it, look, it does downplay because it it, it kind of intimates that the way he that Kirby it. Kirby isn't working hard. Right, right. He, all he's got to do is, right. is flash the cash. Yeah. Well, okay. There's pretty good evidence that he was doing that well before. So yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. I, I don't think and I think Kirby's Kirby's response was right on. He's like, yeah. hey, you know, Bob's just trying to get, you know, he's trying to get his boosters on board. Yeah. I, I've got nothing to say yeah. about that. Okay. Okay, now. now oh, sorry. yeah. So I, I did want to take a quick cruise through um, some other teams out in the kind of the national landscape. I think I think we can group them easily between Michigan and Ohio State, who are both undefeated in the Big Ten. Um, Oklahoma is now moving on to moving up, of course, with the win over Texas, but Texas is still doing really well in the SP Plus. Oregon and Washington are both five and zero out of the Pac twelve. They play this weekend. Um, USC and Penn State are both undefeated. Uh, Florida State, North Carolina, and Louisville are undefeated Louisville, on the Louisville, ACC. Yeah, uh, and yeah. so Louisville could. That's a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Louisville's probably at this point got the best win of all of those teams uh, because LSU is not looking spectacular. Um, of course, Louisville with the win over Notre Dame. Um, any of those teams jump off the page? I mean, I'll start with I'll start with Michigan. Everybody's like, oh, I think Michigan's blah blah blah. Frankly, Michigan's schedule is worse than Georgia's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just is. I mean, yeah, Michigan has Michigan's looked like that team more this season than Georgia has. But Michigan, the the quality of Michigan's competition has been at or below what Georgia's has been. Um, Ohio State has fiddled fart around a couple of times. I mean, they've won easily, but. 
they still like they're trying to figure it out. Um, Oklahoma no longer has an Oklahoma defense, um, mm-hmm. and the, that defense went with him to, to mm-hmm. Southern Cal with Lincoln Riley. Who, who would have thought Lincoln Riley's defenses yeah. are not very well, good? Don't you think that USC, even with, I mean, it, to, to me, as bad as their defense is, and going to three overtimes with Arizona and barely winning, it's almost like they've put themselves lower in the pecking order even amongst equal record teams because of how bad, despite Caleb Williams, their defense is so incredibly horrible and it's been put on display that they would be, if if, say there were four teams with one loss, they're going to be at number four. Yeah, I mean, I I think what that, what really illustrates, because we we have to remember that there are going to be 12 games played by the time we get to this, 13 games played by the time we get to this, right? I just think, I think Southern Cal has losses in them just because their defense is so bad. And also, like, Washington and Oregon are really good. Like, this this seems like a normal pack. Are regular season schedule? Uh, I don't know. I don't have any idea. I know Oregon and Washington play each other this week. Right, but it's USC um, on their schedule. I'll look it up. Yeah, I have to assume it was at least on one of them schedule. But having said that, you still have to play in the, SCA, uh, in the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, right. right now it looks like a, a three-way race between Oregon, Washington, and Southern Cal. Now does Pac-12 have a north and south? Or do they do they not. Just, they are, just they are just two. like the ACC, top two. Um, I, you know, I, There's an entirely world where, as crazy as it sounds, uh, Notre Dame beats Southern Cal. Oregon. Okay, yeah, so they have to play both of them. I, I mean, and then they look, UCLA. And look, UCLA oh, yeah. is I'm, I'm, by no means am I counting them in the discussion for the Pac-12 championship, but they uh, they showed me something last week uh, with kind of the way they played defense. Um, because if you had Ch- uh, Chip Kelly defense, uh, so you raise your hand. Um, you know, of all the teams that have made the impression on me, that was Oklahoma. That was. Uh, that Oklahoma Texas game was a really good football game, a really good football mm-hmm. game, and Oklahoma beat uh, beat a good football team in Texas. Um, if you are if you are a conference champion with one loss and you do not have kind of a marquee win, mm-hmm. um, the loser of that game, if it's Texas, uh, I mean, if 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 Oklahoma and Texas play again and Texas beats Oklahoma. If they split, they're both in. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm going, right? Yeah, and and yeah. by the way, I'm looking at Georgia and Alabama right now, yeah. right? I'm looking at Georgia and Alabama. Uh, when I say that, yeah, what happens just for the sake of yeah, discussion? Yeah, if Georgia goes undefeated and loses to a one-loss Alabama, mm-hmm. very real possibility. Mm-hmm. Alabama's looking good, mm-hmm. and Oklahoma and Texas split. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens in the Pac-12? ACC? What happens in the ACC? I mean, mm-hmm. it's a great question. Yeah. I mean, look, question. if you have an undefeated ACC champion, undefeated Pac-12 champion, frankly, I think, I think the SEC is left out. Now, the, I know that you're out here yelling, there's no way they'll leave the SEC out. Brother, don't you think they will? Because they will absolutely think – they will go where they think they get the most eyeballs. If they're getting a situation where they're making fine line distinctions between four teams and you have a chance to put um, – Oklahoma has been in the playoffs before. Texas never been in the playoffs. Uh, Washington and or Oregon, who've never – I guess Oregon has been. Washington's never been in the playoffs. And Louisville. I mean, yeah, Louisville's a small market team, but that's, that's your Cinderella story. Georgia gets left out. I just think they do. I don't know if an undefeated Louisville gets in over a Georgia team that loses <sighs> over both SEC teams. Maybe they might get over a Georgia team that loses – don't know if they you get, get over, over Alabama. I don't think yeah. they get over Alabama in yeah. that situation. I guess I guess there's a way if you put Oklahoma, you put Oklahoma, Texas, and then Alabama lost to Texas. Yeah. So, yeah, but Pierce, more, the the point, the big 12 more to the yeah, point, I can see that the last two years, 
Georgia has gone into the SEC championship game knowing. Yeah, pretty much. If they lose, they are still in the playoff. I there is no reason to think that's going to be the case. This year. Right. I mean, it's still good. There's still seven it's weeks possible, of football. But it's still seven weeks of football. So, so, sorry, I popped uh, there. Yeah. So that's that's kind. Of, I just wanted to lay anything nationally that jumped off the page yeah. besides Mario Cristobal. So hasn't learned how to manage in game situations. <laughs> yeah. Georgia Tech. What a weird year. Yeah. Um, I. Lo- I mean, to me, I, I'm that that Washington Oregon game is weekend is huge because both those teams look like they look legit. They both look legit. Dan Lanning's got something. Yeah. And so you know, I think that is. It's, it also feels if they can find a way to get a Pac-12 team in. Like if there's a Pac-12 undefeated team, they're getting in. Yeah, and, 100%. And so, yeah, I to me, you know, I think the the way that I think is the problem is is the SEC is perceived. I would say not entirely incorrectly as a little bit down this year, and because of that, I think there is no margin for error. And listen. If Georgia goes undefeated and loses a really close game to Alabama in the SEC championship game, they're the two-time defending champs. There's going to be a case to be made for Georgia still. <laughs> like there's going to be a case to be made. And well, and you you kind of want Ole Miss to win all their games except Georgia, Tennessee to look good. I mean, that's what you have to kind of do. Even though it's hard to root for Tennessee, Knoxville, dead gum, and I messed it up. Uh, Tennessee, Knoxville. Um, you know, that's what you're going to want to have to kind of quietly yeah. do. And or you just need to. Also, like, or do what you did against Kentucky for the rest of the season. Also, like, I mean, come on. I mean, at a certain level, I'm not, I'm not, listen, we're all going to be upset if Georgia loses in the SC championship game, doesn't make the playoffs. I also think at a certain level that uh, Georgia has not played, like, how many teams will they end up playing that will be in the top 15 during the regular season? Zero. Yeah. So uh, maybe not even top 20. So at a certain level, if the one time you play a good game and you lose it, I kind of feel like you can't complain too much about not making it in. So I'd agree with that. And I still think you can make an argument for Georgia making it in. But, you know, and hey, for the record, look at Oklahoma. Wonder what would have happened with that game, by the way. Like, Oklahoma now is turned, like, when Georgia was going to play at Oklahoma this year, I have to tell you, I wasn't really worried about that game heading into the season. Right. Like, I, like I thought, Georgia, Oklahoma will get better, but they're not going to be ready yet. And here they are. Beating Texas and looking at a very real possibility to make the, make, make the playoffs. So that's another thing to, to keep in mind in an alternative history of how that would have worked out. Um, but I, I just think if Georgia does not slip up, they are the only way they can be certain is to win the SC championship game. And that's not been the case the last couple of years. That's, the, that's just the way that's just the way it's shaping up. But there's still six more weeks yes. plus eight weeks left of football. And, uh, you know, we might be saying, like, is there going to be any undefeated team? Yeah. I think Georgia, if they lose that game, gets in over all three one-loss Pac-12 teams. I, I, if, if, if they don't have an undefeated team in the Pac-12, Georgia would get in over all three of right. them. Right. And, uh, and ACC, the problem with the ACC this year is they, unlike the Pac-12, don't all play each other. Like, they'll eventually play in the game, but there's also a possibility, like... Like it's, I don't think all three teams can be undefeated, but I think North Carolina can be. Undefeated. North Carolina, FSU, and Louisville all can be undefeated. All can be undefeated. Yeah, right. That's like because wow. they don't wow. play. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they don't play. They don't have Coastal and Atlantic anymore. Yeah. yeah, I don't think. I think there is a world where they all can be undefeated. Yeah. Um, no, it's. I, 
I would love to hear, like, say Mac Brown gets left out because of you know tiebreaker or something, an undefeated Mac Brown. Because an undefeated Louisville doesn't get to yeah. play in the ACC championship game, but goes straight. Can you imagine? So, because we're two weeks away from, we're two weeks away from the first rankings. I know the first rankings don't really mean anything, but it gives you a clue. Yeah, it gives of what you kind of a barometer of where where things are and, going. But yeah, so but but I think nationally, it really just comes down. Let me go. This is a Georgia podcast. We're looking for. Like the way the world fell the last couple of years and the way Georgia was perceived the last couple of years was they could lose the SC championship game. I mean, they did lose the SC championship game two years ago and still go to the playoff. I just, I don't know if that's the case this year. And it might, again, it might fall that way. But I think halfway through last year, we already thought if they lose the SC championship game, they're still fine. And I don't think you can feel that way this year. Yeah. And Maybe I, you don't put Mike Bobo in the cupboard and just let him keep. You know, slinging arrows like they did against Kentucky the rest of the way. Because I also think there, I think I also I think it's a good point because I'm not sure style points are going to matter mm. at this point. Like I don't I don't think there's anyone on Georgia's schedule that they could beat by in such a convincing way. But the juxtaposition between the first five games they could do it the next six that, that would look yeah that would look cool. better yeah if they if they cause listen look at last year it's not like. Like who was the best team that Georgia beat last year in the regular season? Oregon, Ten- or Oregon or Tennessee, right? Yeah, yeah, Tennessee. And by that time, Tennessee had lost again. Remember? They yeah. Lost, oh, yeah. yeah they, they lost twice. So oh, three times. Yeah. So it was twice. like a lot less impressive by then. There was a perception that once Georgia wiped out Tennessee, oh my gosh, they beat the number three team in the country. Now their goal, it turned out they did not beat the number three team in the country. They're not even going to have the opportunity to do that this year. And I, there, there's, it's, I, I understand what you're saying. The idea if they just beat everybody by 30 points the rest of the way, that the, I still don't think it's going to develop the narrative that there was last year. The perception of Georgia that they are this juggernaut team. I just, I don't think that is in the cards for Georgia this year, fair or not. And so I just don't think there's any margin for error. I, I don't think they can afford to lose a game and still make the playoff. They might, but I don't think you can go under that presumption. I think if they, I think if they lose a game before the SC championship game, it's possible that they can win the SC championship game and still not get in. I don't think you can. I don't think you can assume a loss will still get you in the way you were able to the last couple of years. And that may change. Yeah. That uh, Washington could, all those Pac-12 teams could split. Or, or USC could beat them twice and lose to UCLA and yeah. lose to Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, right? co- like, look, yeah. college football is weird. It is right? weird. It's just weird. And like, the, and the idea that like impressive win for Louisville or Notre Dame, uh, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and I, I'm, I feel like Louisville's probably got a loss in them, even if they don't play North Carolina. Yeah, North I mean, Carolina, yeah, State. I, I guess. What we really want is Louisville to go in that last week of the season, eleven and zero, and then get and lose to the Kentucky, Kentucky. Wildcats. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be helpful. Yeah. Then, then Bob Stoops can talk about yeah. raising money that way. So, um, but, yeah, but I, I, li- I like the way you frame it that way because I think it's that is. I mean, this is a Georgia podcast, and we are looking to see if Georgia's going to win the national championship this year. Mm-hmm. And that this year, I think it's affected by things outside of the SEC in the way it has not been in the past. That, but when all twelve, and then it don't, it the don't West, matter. It doesn't matter. I agree. Uh, before we talk about Georgia Vanderbilt, Scott, can we talk about the Strickland Firm? Yeah. I mean, this episode is sponsored by the Strickland Firm. And say you or a loved one has been injured or you need a lawyer, you can trust. I mean, obviously, you want a lawyer that you can trust. I have a lawyer that I can trust, Tony, sitting to my left. <laughs> oh, boy. My father's retired, so now you're my go-to. I had no um, idea it was that bad for <laughs> but you. But for decades... 
Clients have relied on the attorneys at the Strickland firm to help with serious injury and wrongful death case. So call the Strickland firm at 844-GA-JUSTICE. That's 844-GA-JUSTICE. So with Georgia going on the road to Vanderbilt, apparently there's going to be, the weather's going to be funky, which is kind of sad because there's a solar eclipse on Saturday yeah. during the game. Um, but uh, it's going to be cloudy. So, um, <laughs> look, I'm not trying to be cheeky when I say this. Anything you want to talk about, there's there the path to victory for Vanderbilt is Georgia imploding in a way that is almost impossible to fathom. Vanderbilt is, they are a touch better than they were last year. Clark Lee is in year two of a massive rebuild there. I mean, the stadium's a metaphor for it, right? <laughs> Those of you that are going, uh, apparently the tickets are ridiculous, like two two fifty, uh, because this only has twenty seven thousand seats right now. Wow. Um, which you know, it's going to be a ton. They they jack the prices a bunch for, for this game in particular, uh, just to try to cut down on the Georgia fans going. Everybody yeah. I've talked to, except for you, two of you and I, are going. Um, but you know, like AJ Swans, their quarterback, he um, he is. Fine. He is a perfectly fine uh, college quarterback. Um, I think what you need to know about Vanderbilt is they are bottom five in the nation on pass pass efficiency. They're bottom five in the nation on pass explosiveness. Bottom five in the nation on pass off a pass defense, um, and they're like not great on on rushing defense either. I mean, they're a little better at getting teams off of schedule if you're trying to run the ball down their throat. Um, you know, offensively, they uh, they've done a few things that are interesting, um, but you know the the probably the probably the biggest indicator of where this team is is a Florida team that could have gone really in the tank after what happened to them against Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, Vanderbilt only managed to score 13 points and uh, you know 180 or 90 yards of offense. That's those are Kentucky numbers, um, and that. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, the, I agree with you that there is a world where Georgia puts the, puts the bobo back in the box, <laughs> and um, you know we don't score but twenty seven or thirty points. I think it could take. I think ten wins it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just like I'm not just downplaying. I'm just like this is this is the number one team in the nation that for the first time in in this season looked like the number one team in the nation against a team that is. Uh, the worst team in the conference, and we talked about the conference being down. The worst team in the conference with a bullet. Still, the I think the they can play. I mean, honestly, I think they can play like they did against South Carolina and win this game or very or, easily. Or in the first half against, yeah, the first yeah. half against Auburn too. Right. I, I agree with you. Um, that's not to say that Clark Lee doesn't have some interesting things going. He has some believing. Uh, he's very. Uh, um, a very intellectually driven coach. I think he's approaching things the right way. I have long thought that there are programs like Vanderbilt who has could make take advantage of the transfer portal. Um, you stay in touch with some of those high three star, uh, four star guys that get recruited to programs and then don't get some playing time and make the business decision to go play football at a place like Vanderbilt because of the educational opportunities and the opportunity to play football. Um, I almost call it the anti bear Alexander, where um, you uh, you you decide that you know you're not getting enough playing time at a school like Georgia. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and make the decision that I'm going to go and play football at Vanderbilt and have a Vanderbilt 
Vanderbilt uh, degree. Um, And I'm not saying that Vanderbilt's that much better than Georgia academically, but you could make the argument that that makes a ton of sense, especially if you also get to play and be probably the star of the defense there. Right. Just just for the same academic reason that Luke Ford. Right. That's right. Luke Ford. Luke Ford absolutely went to went went to the superior academic. And Prather Hudson. So yeah, Yeah. Prather Hudson made that. He he just went there to, to to play to, 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 be, to, 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 win, to win the Heisman I yeah think well you know he wanted to go play fullback for Burt so um, that's really all I have to yeah, say about Vanderbilt I don't know what else to say right I mean we could I could it do was, a big it, breakdown but the it, numbers don't look good for Vanderbilt frankly was it two years ago that was it was this weekend they played at Vanderbilt was the weekend that I went to the Cleveland Browns game and we watched the game when we got in and like it was like it was like didn't they hit seventy? Didn't they hit 60? Sixty-two to nothing. Sixty-two to nothing. Yeah, it was twenty-eight nothing in hurry. Yeah. yeah, it was like twenty-eight nothing. Like we like we landed uh when the game started and by the time that we had our rental car, it was I think it was twenty one nothing. <laughs> like it was not it was fast that time. I don't know if that's the case here, because I just don't I don't know what the point of even doing that would be. But um but, I don't know, but if they don't stop them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's not like they were purposely running it up two years ago. I just think Vanderbilt's a little bit better than they were two years ago. That was and uh, a little bit more organized than they were two years ago. But yeah, I don't think that this feels like a. Put it this way, I don't know what's going to happen with the uh, with the uh, Braves. The Braves are down eight two right now. But if there is a game five, uh, they will play at either six or eight o'clock on Saturday. I do feel like this is a game I will comfortably be able to listen to the second half in the car. Yeah. Probably the best way to put it. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, that's the end of our show. Everyone have a good one. Thanks <laughs> Until a lot. then. Scott, I think, we, uh, I think we surprised Scott that we just kind of stopped That's one of those cold. moments where uh, a little inside baseball on you, when you run this through all phonic, it'll yeah, give you a little it warning. It it'll give you a warning. Oh, will say, it? You have a, five, you have a larger than 10-second uh, huh. uh, silence gap. I didn't know that. Yeah. I guess we never have those gaps. Cause no. Because we're like, always yammering. Well, never seen that. I'm on the podcast, and I'm uncomfortable shows. with silence, so. Um, so we've talked about the all-time records. We've dipped into that uh, at times, and I figured we'd check back in, uh, especially with uh, Georgia still claiming that AP number one. And this is the, uh, I guess, this past week being ranked number one. That is their 43rd week is the AP number one, which puts them in sole possession of 10th place. Uh, stay number one a couple more weeks, and they will pass Texas because Texas has been number one for 45 weeks. So that's another uh, lifetime goal, lifetime achievement award. That and who's number one again? Who's number one? Yeah, uh, Alabama. 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 I, I just wrote down the pertinence yeah, yeah, yeah. this time. Uh, but if you move <laughs> on to all-time wins, Georgia is in sole possession of ninth place with 874. Um, right behind them is USC, 873. And then Tennessee-Knoxville is 871. And Georgia has... What three to catch the next? Uh, They're kind of far away. I think it's uh, LSU, or no, it's Nebraska. Is it okay? Yeah. So that the, they're not gonna they're not gonna make any hay on that anytime soon. It would probably oh, take, have you seen Nebraska? Uh, yeah, Will no, has. It would take it would take oh, multiple years. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought that we were a few away from the next. The one other time. interesting thing is is Michigan's now at nine hundred ninety five wins. So they could be the first program to pass a thousand. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And then weeks in the poll, like. I don't know. I guess it's the AP poll. Uh, obviously, uh, 651 weeks for Georgia puts them 11th place. 
LSU is right in front of them of 655 weeks. So if Brian Kelly can sustain another loss, I would probably knock them out and we could gain some spots on LSU of just being ranked in the poll. Um, so the really the only trivia question I have for y'all is can you tell me the last time the the last time Vanderbilt scored a touchdown against Georgia? Hmm. <laughs> well, it wasn't twenty because they didn't come and play. It is it is worth remembering, by the way, that Georgia has lost to Kentucky. I mean to Vanderbilt, to Vanderbilt. in, in Kirby, Kirby Smart era. Yeah, I'm gonna say 2019 just because that had, that was the last time because they didn't score in 21 or 20, right? On um, uh, 21 or 22, didn't play in 20, so 19. I'm going to say 18. Will is correct. 18. Vanderbilt scored a touchdown with two seconds left in the 2018 game. Oh, uh, that's touchdown. right. I, remember, we're, that's, I, I remember that, that yeah. Was, it, was that the only touchdown that game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, think they, I think Vanderbilt scored 13 points. Yeah, two field goals. Field yeah. Field goals. Oh, cool. that, that's going to be a fun way when we do our picks. Will Vanderbilt score a touchdown? Yeah. Okay. Which, which sign, where do we land on? And then the all-time record versus Vandy is 60, 20, and 2. Um, going back to my freshman year of college, which was 1994, Georgia is 24 and four versus Vanderbilt and six. And since the um, 16 to 17 loss in Kirby's first year, Georgia lost 16 to 17. Who was it? Cunningham. It was like a it was a Nick Chubb sweep yeah. or no? They didn't give it to Nick Chubb. They gave it to right. someone else. Right. They made the same play twice. Same play in a row. twice. That's what it was. They it was the their stud linebacker that stopped yeah. him twice. Yeah. Who was the running back they gave it to? I was think it was Chubb. I thought it was Chubb. No, it wasn't. No, it was someone other than Chubb. It was someone Chubb. else. Someone other than Chubb. Anyway, probably some of the time we're like, "Who the hell's this guy?" They pointed right. to be like DeAndre Swift. Yeah, it's probably Swift. <laughs> right. Yeah, those of you will yell at your I podcast think, machine. I, I really don't. I think it was just one of the third yeah. down backs or something. Um, but since the 2016 game, Georgia has outscored Vanderbilt 233-33 to 33 <laughs> with back-to-back shutouts of 55 nothing and 62 nothing. And the final point, uh, Vanderbilt has lost five in a row in this series and currently has lost five in a row this season. They are 2-5. and five. Remember they had, the, they had the Week 0 game where they beat oh, Hawaii, Hawaii. And they also beat, gosh, they beat like a, a wayward Michigan team. Yeah, I directional think. Michigan. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's uh, that's kind of the status with that. So I did have a few buy or sell. Let's do it before Let's we jump into the picks. So Will and Tony, buy or sell? Major League Baseball playoffs need to change up their playoff format. You've heard oh, a lot of yeah. grumbling about that recently. Yeah, absolutely. Sell it is absurd. You get it. I actually was going to write about this this week, but uh, but um, wait a minute. When you say sell, you mean they should change it? They no, should they not. should absolutely not change. Okay, it. it's completely like you're not going to convince me that like having four days off and also not having to win an actual playoff series just to advance agreed is somehow a disadvantage agreed like the Phillies had to play a whole set of games against a team and beat them just to get the opportunity to get where the Braves were so the i like the idea that somehow oh well the Braves they got out of rhythm you know maybe may i doubt that but maybe the Orioles did but, but the Braves but but more to Dodgers the, too. Yeah, I mean, more to the point. You know what they didn't have to do is play a whole other series just to get to that. Like that, the advantage is so profound. Like it, the the difference between not having to play a series to advance and having to play a series to advance is the very definition of an advantage. So yeah, so I I've heard it, a couple of suggestions like make the teams play a doubleheader 
on one day, yeah. you know, the wild cards, and then shorten it for but, the time off. But you know what's going to happen? Baseball is a completely random sport. The, the dirty secret about baseball is it's completely freaking random. Like, people have this idea, like, well, the Phillies were so good last year. They were the, had the worst record in the playoffs last year. No one remembers that now because they got so good because weird stuff happens in the playoffs. I, I'm sorry, but, like, there were a lot of people that like, wow, I can't believe that Braves team beat the Dodgers in 21. The Dodgers were so much better than them in the regular season. What business do they have beating the Dodgers that year? Especially like, without Ronald Acuna. Yeah, like, what, what, what? we should change the format and make it. Like, upsets happen in baseball. It's a small sample size sport. It's so much more fun. That, like, I'm sure it's frustrating if you're a Braves fan or an Earls fan or the Dodgers fan. But it certainly wasn't frustrating when you were a Braves fan in 2021. It was awesome when you were a Braves fan in 2021. So, yeah, I think it's abs- – I, I have to say I like Ken Rosenthal, but that really felt like a that, – that felt like a like, – Was he we, pandering? We have discussed in the past how sites like The Athletic have started to make a turn less toward definitive coverage of the teams and traditional good journalism and more into, oh, we're very – Numbers based right now. We've really, like that. Felt, We've got things to say. That felt like a let's get the con- let let's see if we can get Colin Coward talking about this. Like it really felt like it's insane. It's completely stupid. I, I am sell a thousand times over. I agree with the smart baseball guy. I was gonna buy, but Will might have convinced. Me. No, he didn't. <laughs> I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy. They need to change it. Tweak it. I don't want to change it. So what, what's tweak the tweak? It. The tweak would be to go back to just two wild card teams and not have that big layoff. Because as a Braves fan, mm. I have been concerned by the fact that, yeah, they're playing like practice games and everything, and they're so conditioned for six months of the year to maybe get a day off every 17 games. Mm. That's just what the rhythm is. Mm. And then to take four games off and to have like a clap, clap, we're going to have a scrimmage game and try to keep that momentum. I, I do think there's something to it. It's not an excuse. They still need to play. They're professionals, but that is a long layoff. I mean, the counter argument to that is the Braves came out of the All Star break and went like twenty eight and seven. Yeah. So the Braves have also had like a month layoff. Like if that that's the argument, like like basically like they they haven't had a game that's mattered in three in a month. You know, so like that, and, and for the record, before this format, that's another thing people would say. Well, we need to make it to where they're not like like. There's an advantage to the teams that are fighting for every playoff spot because they've had games that have mattered going into the playoffs. Whereas the number one seed, they haven't had anything to play for. It's the same crap every single year. When the fact is, baseball is a random sport. Like if if you, if, I'll put it this way: if you put the Oakland A's, the worst team in baseball and put them to play a Braves. The Braves. They, Braves lost two out of three. In a three-game series, yeah. the A's are going to win that 30% of the time. Like, that's what baseball is. And yeah. so, and I think people don't like that because we like to think, oh, in the playoffs, the best teams, the best players step up at the, the Braves were the best team in 21. I know. And wasn't it more fun? Because, like, wait, like, what? What are they doing? Jo- the Jorge Soler? Where is this coming from? And it was amazing. That's what the Phillies got to have last year. That's what the Rangers are having right now. It's fun. And you know what? If your team wins and is also the best team, that's also fun. I think this really comes down to when your team doesn't win, you feel like there I should know. be a reason. I know. There should be a reason. And they're not winning right now. And when your team wins, it's, uh, well, of course, this is the way it should be. My team is awesome. That's what I think. Yeah. All right. Buy or sell. Nashville is the best away game for Georgia fans to attend. 
In, S- in the SEC. In the SEC. Well, sure, yeah. In the SEC. And not, not meaning Florida, because that's a neutral site. But Nashville is the best away. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, we're, we're definitely going to Vanderbilt. I love Nashville. I've been to the game. I mean, it's, it's fine. I mean, but I don't really you mean an entire SEC? Do you mean uh, uh, yes. the game experience or best Just town best, that you're best going to? T- best weekend to go yeah. to. At, at very best, it possibly could be the fourth. At the very best. Okay, so what? We'll take, we'll take Florida out of that. Right, right, right. Well, we don't LSU, go. because you go to New Orleans. Okay. I mean, just that's what would you, you do. What would you rank? If you said fourth, what would you rank first, second, third? Um, Give them whatever order you want, and then what we can Yeah, so order. in whatever order. Uh, uh, LSU, because you can go to uh, New Orleans. Uh, Lexington, because it's just a better town and easier to get around and better food, the whole deal. Uh, and and um, Oxford, Mississippi. Um I, having never been to Texas A&M and never get to go to Texas A&M, I can't say. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I've never been to to Alabama. Um, you know, I I would put I can easily put Columbia, South Carolina below that. Um, it's just there's look. I like going to Nashville. I like going to the Vanderbilt game because it's easy to get to. Nashville's not a fun town to me. I have to say I don't really like Nashville either. <laughs> like I don't. Like, I mean, Nashville twenty five years ago was fine. Yeah, and if I were going to a bachelorette party, I'm sure I would have a wonderful time in Nashville. Yeah. But like I, I have to say that like again, I'm not from the south, and so I only know Nashville from what it's been the last ten years and the times I've been there. It, I mean, basically, it's got. Yeah, it, like I don't hate I don't hate Nashville. Yeah. I don't I really don't, but it's not the it, best. Yeah, like it's not, like I'll go to New Orleans a thousand times out of a thousand before I'll go to Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I put Oxford above it. I've not been to Lexington, but I I might put it there. I mean, Nashville it, it's it's not that far. The game is easy. I, it's I would argue one thing that hurts it. It's you can walk from the stadium downtown, but it's a trek. Yeah, like it's quite a trek to do that. Like I did it with William when we went a few years ago. But I, Alexa, wouldn't. That's what the scooters are for. Yeah, Yeah, the scooter. Scooter down. That's awesome. I love love that you harken back to that. All right, um, buy or sell. Vanderbilt will score a touchdown versus Georgia on Saturday. Let's let's save this to to do our uh, our picks. Okay. Wow. All right. So yeah, table that one. That's fine. Uh, Buy or sell Nashville hot chicken. Yeah, I like I like fried chicken with hot sauce. I, I don't like hot food. I can't have hot food. It's certainly you. That's very Illinois of you. It's so, so weird. Like something tastes good. Let's put something so insanely hot where you can't have that taste at all. Like, and then there's this horrible thing that follows you around like the rest of the day. Like black pepper. Oh my God. I can't even handle, like I can't Mashed handle mild salsa. Like in all seriousness. <laughs> oh, wow. There's a famous story. That's the most mud weather shit you've ever seen. Here's at least family, here's at least family story. Uh, <laughs> one time uh, Will, William was like three and he was eating peanuts. And I was like, I'll have one of those. I popped one in there. It was a jalapeno peanut. And I was so mad. I wanted to throw a chair through a window. I was so furious that this, they had ruined a peanut with something so hot. Meanwhile, my three-year-old's just like, what's up, Dad? What's going on? I, I think spicy food is stupid. It's not as stupid as skiing because it won't kill you. But uh, if, I, if I ever became like a super celebrity, the way to destroy me would be on the hot. Every time I say that hot one the show, hot, yeah, every hot time ones. I say that show, I'm, I'm like, there was no, like I would, I would end my career right then. I'd be like, mm. I would go on that show and be like, I'm not, uh, I would literally, there's a great clip of Maya Rudolph, she, where her character on a show that she was on was on Hot Ones and had like a cameo. And she's just like, she, the minute she eats something, she starts screaming, excellent, turns over the table, it starts running out of the room. That would be me. Isn't that yeah. where the Paul Rudd meme came from? Yeah, yeah. Look yeah, at us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Never. 
All right, buy or sell Nashville pedal tavern bikes. Have nope, uh-uh, this? no, no. Can, I can sit and drink. I yeah. let me go pay. I say I feel this way the same yeah. way you feel about hot stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know what? I'm gonna drink hot beer while I pay to to pedal myself around. No, thank you. This is to me what like I. I have heard what Nashville was once like. Right. And it sounds awesome. Yep. The Nashville I see is like, oh my gosh, it's like the worst parts of Vegas. Like not even like... The, the bad parts of Vegas, yeah, yeah. like the worst parts of Vegas. Yeah. So yeah, like the, there's good parts of Vegas, but there are bad parts of Vegas. The pedal and, bikes have seat like eight people around a table and it's like a bar. And it's like a, it's called the Pedal Bike Tavern and you just pedal around Broadway and... Yeah. Drink your beer. Now, I consider Georgia Tech a better trip than, than Vanderbilt. I'll put it that way. <laughs> wow. You know what? You want to put me in a car where I'm not driving, obviously, <laughs> but there's a bar and I can sit in a comfortable chair and I don't have to actually like a work. Sure. Let's do a limousine. But no, I'm going to pay $70 an hour where I have to ride a bicycle around and also drink crappy beer. Why would, what is enjoyable about that? It's like skiing. It's like skiing, but it can't kill you. And also, Actually, you know, like, now that I think about it, you can because I saw that what happened in Atlanta. And also, every single time that you see one of those, what's the first time? Look at those freaking morons. idiots. <laughs> but I, I take my, my camera out and I take a picture of it. Yeah, it's well, a great yeah. photo. Well, certainly if you see someone running naked down the street, you take a picture of them too, but that doesn't mean that they're any smart. That, that's, that's different. That's, that's just that's All right, we'll science. move on. Uh, buy or sell Nashville will get a Major League Baseball expansion team one day. Um, I mean, one day? Well, soon in the next ten years, uh, yeah, they're going to expand the next the, the next ten years. Uh, as soon as they get now, they got Oakland settled and Tampa settled. I think they may uh, once they get Oakland settled in Vegas, they're going to expand. The, the numbers make sense to expand. I think. I think Charlotte goes first, but that's just me. I, you're, you're more tuned than that. Though. I think uh, <clears throat> Montreal's probably going to get a team. Yeah, and um, I think. It makes sense to be Charlotte. Or no, I don't think it'll be Nashville. Okay. I don't think it'll be Nashville. I actually think it... I'm one of those people think it might, it might be like Mexico City. Well, let's see what the geolo, geopolitical situation is. Uh, but I think they would love it to be... Like, they're, they think big on this stuff. They want Mexico They would love in 50, 20 years for London to have a team. Like, that's what baseball really wants to do. I think that eventually they'd love to have three teams in New York. Like, I think that they're thinking like college football is exactly how they're thinking. They're thinking not, this is a region that could use a team. God, could you They're think, thinking, can we go global? Can we go big? How, what time are the late games? <laughs> if you're a London Monarchs fan, they're playing the Dodgers. <laughs> oh, if they were the Monarchs, that would be awesome. Uh, With that M on it, which was the How about the league. London Rippers? Well, that would be, <laughs> be good. Put a second team in Kansas City and call, yeah. them, call them the... Wildcats, well, and yeah. then they can have uh, the BTK. No. The BTK kills you know the the, the crazy you up there. the crazy baseball stat that always gets me, and I always have to pull out a map is that Cincinnati is the closest MLB franchise to, to Atlanta. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's second closest to Athens. Yeah, because because that's what when I went to the pandemic, I went to the opening weekend, and the Braves were on the road. Right, so I drove to Cincinnati because mm-hmm. it was the closest stadium. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. All right, Cincinnati during the pandemic. They're actually not that different. <laughs> I love Cincinnati. I'm I a like hard, Cincinnati. I'm, like, a hard, I'm a hard seven in Cincinnati. Yeah, I almost got married in Cincinnati, so, um, but that was a whole different the, the other funny story. I, not to, I not, might have two. Not to Alexa. When I was doing all my pharmaceutical days, I was going to training uh, in Cincinnati, and I keep a map 
you ever oh. say that fancy hotel downtown, the the old Art Deco one? The big no. one? Holiday Inn? Uh, no, it's a, it's a big art. It's a beautiful hotel. No, I stayed in like a Hilton. Yeah, that's where I was going to get married. That's yeah. And I also, uh, Skyline Chili is garbage, by the way. Any of you Ohioans that like Skyline Chili, it's got chocolate in it. It's, it's fine. Terrible. It's yeah. fine. Um, but anyway, I, I was, I keep, uh, I think I've been to like 38 states or something. And so I was flying and I remember we were coming to our approach and I was all excited because I was, you know. Finally in Ohio. Right. I told the, the flight attendant, I was like, yeah, I'm excited. I'm finally get to check Ohio off or so something. She's, she's like, honey. She's like, not yet. Not until you get there because you're landing in northern you're landing Kentucky. Kentucky. You're I was landing like, Kentucky. Yeah. 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 That, that, the famous story about it is Adam Dunn, since I read better, once hit a home run to Kentucky because he hit a ball and landed on a barge. And the barge was on its way to Kentucky. So he hit a home run all the way to Kentucky. Adam Dunn, professional hitter. I'm a big fan of that. When I, whenever I'm in Cincinnati, I, I, do, I run across the bridge and you can always go yeah. in to run into Kentucky and come back. It's all right. Uh, buy or sell. The Braves-Phillies game two was the greatest ending to a non-clinching game in MLB playoff history. That 8-5-3 double play. I wouldn't say that, but it was definitely the Top most... Top five? I mean, I have to sit down and break a, it down. That's a, that's a lot. It was pretty awesome. It was. Like, it was. And it's, there's, there's so many awesome things that happened on it. I feel like Harper wasn't wrong. Harper made the right play. It's fun to mock Harper. Oh, no. We'll mock Harper. Yeah. Uh, and but, he was an idiot. Yeah. But it was, it was a smart play. I thought it, I, was in, I was in the press box. I was right behind on play. I thought it was getting down. I, I saw Harper taking off of, like, he's scoring. Mm-hmm. I did not think Harris was catching that ball. But even with that, he still had, we would have made it back. That Riley play is oh, that's my favorite part of the play. Yeah. As awesome as Harris thing is, the fact that that is the Braves version of the Jeter flip. Like that is because not only did he have to get it, that throw was incredible. <laughs> like it's a throw that's only a third baseman can make. Right. Because even if Ozzy had gotten it, yeah, his, uh, he's going the wrong he, way. Yeah. yeah. He probably uh, yeah. throws it to the dugout. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was totally. And for, for the record, that Riley Homer was also really exciting. Like it was one handed. Yeah. Just really, really fun. And also, that, that that's, uh, I would argue, that's the best kind of arcing Homer where you're like, you go high and it's curving well, left. On the TV broadcast, you can't tell. I exactly. couldn't tell. You couldn't tell. No. I was in the, uh, you couldn't on the press box either right because it was just curving so well and any of you uh, dads who have sons playing baseball uh, I know this has happened to Walker where he's been you know pitching in a game or something and I remember distinctly where the ball was hit to you know the gap in left center and the throw comes in the third base third baseman misses it it rolled into the dugout yeah. and he got yelled at for being a spectator yeah. and he's had to learn the hard way and any of, any of you dads watching that game perhaps were like me where you're pausing it and you're like hey yeah. This is the perfect example of why you're not a spectator on the baseball field. Everybody has a job, and then Iglesias was behind Olson. Yeah, you know he had moved over there. Anyway, it was I, just it was an. I would I don't I don't know where it ranks. We'll see if the Braves win the World Series. Right, right. If the Braves win the World Series, I think that it moves, moves up. it up. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it was it was it was it was just like it, and frankly, this postseason so far has not been really that exciting. Like there's been like there's there's we haven't we haven't had a winner go home game yet. All four, all four of the wild card games were sweeps. We still have not had one. Um, we may have one by the time people listen to this. They, they'll have one, but there hadn't just been a really awesome moment yet. That that moment was pretty great. I'll always remember. I actually thought if the Braves end up not winning this series and I don't go back to another game, that's a pretty cool way to end my twenty twenty three season. Is to have that be the last game I saw. Yeah. All right, a couple more. Buy or sell the Twitter handle for Georgia, the Georgia Florida game, is at fl. Versus VSGA. So, no. Don't use social media. I looked. I think GA 
VSFL is available. So if anybody wants to jump on that. Eh, some Florida fan. And then final one, buy or sell Mark Richt and Terrence Edwards being inducted into the Georgia-Florida Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, sign me up. Of course. Oh, it's awesome. So we got the Passion Auto Pick'em coming up. Uh, so Passion Auto here in Watkinsville, uh, reach out to Robbie and Scott. They will help you out. Actually, um, they're on the hunt for me for a car right now. Really? But we'll see what happens. Hopefully they can find me what I'm looking for. But uh, reach out to them. They're on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, yeah, Scott Instagram and- is passionautos underscore Oconee. And uh, their website is passionautosllc.com. They've got a great-looking Jeep Wrangler for 18990 over there. I took some pictures of it. it. It's Georgia Bulldog Red. I mean, I don't know how it's not gone yet. Maybe it is gone. Um, but, you know, they do a good job of uh, – I told them when I was over there, I was like, you know, my favorite thing you all do on social media is you have your van or your, your truck, your car carrier, and one of them stands there and – they're backing something out and you're, you know, it's a great social media video because you're anticipating as you're scrolling, what car is going to roll out. I'm not in the market for a car right now, but I stop and watch to see which car is going to roll out. <laughs> that's so funny. that's kind of cool. Yep. So go see Robbie or Scott, uh, for the pick em, uh, my daughter, Katie is no longer in first place. She fell to second place. Oh, yeah. she, she is has 372 second. points. She's behind Ala Rowe. A-L-A-R-O-E. And, Will, you met, uh, you met a couple of participants I want to shout this out. Week. One of the, one of the things I've, I've kind of – I like to note, by the way, I know I'm living and I can tell I'm, I'm, I'm a full-on Athens uh, resident and this podcast is uh, it's, it's, uh, getting its tentacles into my life. That now, now both my son's teacher and my son's orthodontist are listeners to the show. <laughs> uh, but I was actually at the orthodontist uh, today uh, with William. Uh, of course, it's much easier now. Because that, he gets Invisalign, he doesn't have braces. He gets Invisalign, and do you remember the thing they make? They put they put in your mouth, and it makes you like yeah, yeah, taste so, yeah. Well, now they they let the kids hold them and pull it out gently themselves to do it. What they'll just yank it out? Yeah, ours was just like yeah. I what fun remember, is that? Well, I still have nightmares of that, like, of like yeah. clockwork orangey uh, <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. But anyway, so he was there today, and a very uh, a very lovely woman was there with her daughter, uh, and she heard me yammering. And she recognized. <laughs> and she your recognized. Voice. She's like, I've heard that yammer many of times. And she came over and introduced herself and said that she uh, was a big fan of the show. In fact, even even noted, noted, I was like, hey, we're taping tonight. She's like, I know because you missed because of your birthday. Oh, is that weird? And it's not <laughs> weird. I, for the record, people do that a lot. When I'm sure they've done it with you guys too. People will like know something like biographical about us, whether it's from the show or from my newsletter or from my work at Deadspin or my books or anything. And it's never weird. Like I wrote it. Like it would be it's Correct. it'd be weird if I had not put it out in the world. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, so interesting. I see that. Uh, I see that um, you're. you're your mother just had a birthday the other day. Like, right. That's not that. That would be weird. How's like, your dog? Yeah, how's the, I see you have a blue robe yeah, yeah, that you wear. Yeah, I see. So, uh, so you. I saw a picture of your wife. There's. She's got a mole. I'm concerned about. Like, get, get away. Get away. It's not. It's not. It's not that. Uh, it's all. It's always. I'm always very honored that anyone would uh, would would know anything like that. But she she pointed out. She's. Like, I was like, yeah, we're taping. She's like, yeah, I know because into the show. Is that weird? I didn't. But I want to shout out. I'm not. I won't give her name. But she is in the pool, and she has an awesome, spectacular. Spe- Spectacular name, and she's doing well apparently. So the name is—I don't know. 
Well, type, type, type in Brittany. What, oh, what, what is, is Brittany, Brittany up doing to? With her life? With her life, with her life yeah. With her life? She is ranked 14th with 362 points. Wow. wow. That's great. I wouldn't have been so nice to her if I had known she was ahead of me. Yeah, because um, you are in 22nd place. I'm doing pretty good. 300, that's excellent. Rules killing I put that Texas one too high this week. I had Texas at like 13. I was about to clean up on that game because I, I went big on Texas last week. I have dropped from 54th or 30-something all the way down to the one twenty. You know, water finds its level, <laughs> and that's that's where I am. Um, William the, Leach, the goat, is tied with me right now. Oh, wow. I'm so. in the 90s, so this is my best year. I've never. You're usually really high. Yeah, I've just and I've had a lot of big misses. You're right week. behind Stripper Dog. Okay, that, that dog. sounds right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll do uh, we'll do the picks. I thought this, I I filled these out already. I thought they were hard. I thought this they were. This is a great week. It's a great hard. week. Oh, it's a great week. week. All right. So no uh, Thursday or Friday games. They're all Saturday games, and we will start with James Madison hosting Georgia Southern. I think the Dukes have it. They're undefeated. They're one of the few undefeated teams, and they win again. Dukes are a very good team. I got to pick. I got to pick JMU. JMU. Even though it's just one guy, and he's been dead for two or yeah, three years, and he's but he's got his own university. Yeah. And then we got Marshall, the Thundering Herd, rolling into Atlanta. And um, who did Georgia State lose to? I thought they were still undefeated. They lost to Troy. Wisconsin. Oh, Troy. They lost to Troy. Yeah, Southern lost to Wisconsin. Southern lost to Wisconsin. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, Georgia State. Sure, why not? I'm going to take the Thundering Herd here. I I think Georgia State's a good team. I just think Marshall has a little more. Yeah, I I will take Marshall. And for the record, any time that Georgia State plays a home game and Georgia does not have a home game, I always encourage people to go check out. If you ever get emotional about old Turner Field, Miss Turner Field, you get an opportunity to go out and, and see a game at the, the old Turner Field. I have a... I have a wedding Saturday night. It's fine. I always, it's, I, so, I, sorry yeah. to sorry to fall, admit that. Wait, wait, a fall wedding? It's I'm I'm being taken. I'm, I'm I am my wife's date to a former mm. work colleague's wedding. So, okay. and they specifically picked this weekend because it's an away game. Right. So, oh yeah, give them that. Give I that. will not try to. And it's a noon game. Yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate. I'll get to watch the whole game. I'll get to watch the whole game. So, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to go uh, with uh, with Marshall on this one. The fighting, or maybe they're the not fighting, maybe the kneeling or should kneel, should kneel Mario Cristobal's of Miami are going to Chapel Hill. I think Drake May's going to score all the points on them. Uh, I uh, In an alternative universe, I feel like this would be a Miami-like recovery game. But, man, that's Georgia a brutal Tech's gonna beat them twice, man. That's, <laughs> yeah, a, that's a good point. Brutal, brutal game. Yeah, I'm surprised that UNC's favored by only four and a half. I mean, that's a weird line. That is a weird line. I mean, look, Miami's a good team. That tells what me that Miami, Miami's going to win. Outright. If, like, if Miami does kneel like they're supposed to, I'm, I'm assuming change. that line's like one. I'm right? going to change like, my pick. Like, they're, like, Miami, people were high on Miami. So, is that just, at North Carolina? Yeah, yeah I just switched it to Miami. That wouldn't be one. It wouldn't yeah. be one. I just switched it to Miami. Vegas says it. That's a weird line. I'm going to go with the Hurricanes. They know something. Uh, all right, then we got uh, KU at OSU. Oklahoma State uh, lost a close one. No, they beat Kansas beat State. Kansas I was State. watching that, and I thought they lost, but obviously I didn't care enough to finish watching. It was a close game. Yeah, Jaden um, Daniels didn't play in this game, so I'm going to pick Oklahoma State because they figured some things out. Now that uh, Mike Gundy, who is now 55, mm-hmm. uh, has stopped yeah. trying to start his son. Yeah. Mm, okay, that makes sense. I'm going to take uh, – I'm taking Kansas. All right, well, we got UCLA going up to the one of the Pac-2 teams, Oregon State, and uh, 
Battle of uh, number 18 versus 15. UCLA ranked 18th and Oregon State 15th. I got to stick with my Big Ten brethren and go with UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, if you want hilarity, you want Oklahoma State. I'm sorry, Oregon State win this game. You, you pick the Beavs. Uh, if no other reason, you can say the Beavs. Um, I think UCLA wins. Yeah. No, no, I picked Oregon State, but maybe I should change that too. I'm going to go with the Beavers though. Then we've got. The He's big very one. amenable. We could probably get him to do stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like a, I'm like a yeah. four year old. That's like, hey, I'll yeah. time you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm having so much fun painting this fence. You uh, should. No, you, you can't. Should you're not allowed to do it. You can't paint. Then we got a, a game day is going to. You be, should write a book about that. I should. Do. Someone should. Game day is going to be in beautiful Seattle. I've the been to the. Has, has everyone been to the stadium? I haven't, but I've wanted oh, to. Go. I've been to the stadium. I didn't never, take the boat. I didn't take the boat to the stadium, but I, I went to the game. I've there. been to the stadium. Never been to a game there. Yeah, 2007 Southern Play Ohio. State. Yeah, it's on my list. Yeah, so you got Battle of Undefeated. I think the Dan Lanning Oregon Ducks are on a mission this year. I think they're going to win. I have Washington in the playoffs. I'm going to stick with Washington. Uh, this, is, this is a game I have low. Um, I think if yeah. it were in Oregon, I'd probably feel more comfortable. I think Oregon might be a little bit better, but I do think that's a big deal to be there. Washington's got they got they got the vibes. I'm taking Washington. If Oregon wins this game. You need to start talking real serious about yeah. Oregon. Yeah. Be a also, playoff the good game. thing is this isn't like a 10 p.m. kick. This is a 3:30 yeah. kick. Yeah, that's just be talking about 12 in Oregon. Yeah. So uh, hmm. see what I did there. Hmm? I think uh, there might be some weather in Notre Dame as they host Southern California, but um, I've got I've got the Golden Domers uh, beating them. I just I'm not. I mean, after after seeing three overtimes with USC last week, I I think Notre Dame can definitely beat them. It used to be where Notre Dame, when they had a grass field, would grow the grass up for the USC game to make. I guess make it slower. Yeah, the bush uh, push still happened though. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, they have fake grass now, so uh, there, will, there will not be a takeover in this game because I don't think Southern Cal fans travel that well. But yeah, Notre Dame, Southern Cal. I am also taking Southern Cal. For like if Notre Dame loses this game, has three losses. Yeah, yeah. Start raising some red flags. I like Freeman, but I think there's reasons to be worried. And then down in the SEC, this is the latest SEC kick at 7.30. See, I'm getting better on this military time thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Missouri, who had a heartbreaking loss to LSU last week, goes to Kentucky, who basically got throttled. I think Kentucky probably has it for them. I think they've righted the ship after just being smoked uh, in Athens, and Missouri's going to let LSU beat them twice. Mm. I just think what Cooks and Luther Burden have going, uh, Kentucky showed that they struggled with the passing game. I think Missouri wins. I'm going to take Kentucky. I think Missouri. I like I like your LSU beat them twice. Yeah. And then speaking of LSU, they're hosting Auburn. Uh, two two-loss SEC West teams. Ugh, this is a pressure cooker. Auburn's terrible. Uh, this game's at night. LSU wins by, what's the spread, 12 and a half. They win by 14. Take it from the guy that's in the top 25 in our pool. This is one to put high. I'm taking LSU. <laughs> yep. Give me the Bayou Bengals. And then Florida. These used to be the Steve Spurrier Bowl, but Grayson Lambert made him quit. Wow, that's two Grayson Lambert references. Legend. Um, by the way, where did he transfer from? Virginia. Okay. We, we all knew that. Mm-hmm. Florida at South Carolina. I don't know who to pick. I think Florida's quit on Napier. I think he's going to struggle to keep his job after the season. I, I don't really like what Beamer's doing at South Carolina. I mean, he's to me, it's like he's doing the same thing. They're 6-6 six and six every year. Uh, 
South Carolina better get him this year because uh, Spencer Rattler's leaving after this year. So I think the Gamecocks do it. Three uh, thirty. Is this the? No, this is not CBS. This is SEC. SEC Network. Network. Hmm. This is a tough game. I actually think that's tough. Game. I feel like this is a game. I'm, I'm going to draw too much conclusions about the loser. Uh, and no conclusions about the winner. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and take South Carolina because last year, just because just with the evidence of them last year, as the season goes along, they do tend to get a little better. So I'm going to get I'm going to go ahead and go with South Carolina. I think that's right though. Like I will give South Carolina no credit for winning mm-hmm. this game, but I will think Florida sucks for losing. <laughs> and this game's in Columbia too, right? Yeah. All right, give me the home team. I'll take South Carolina. All right, two more. We've got the Aggies heading to Knoxville. Um, I don't know how many times they've played up there, but it can't be many. It's more than we played. Yeah, more than here. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't played here. They have played here once. Texas A&M yeah. has played here. Yeah. I don't know. So. Oh, I think Tennessee's going to whip that ass. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stu Mandel wrote in his piece this week asking if they go 8-4, and four, if Texas A&M goes 8-4. and four, is that enough? Depends on oil prices. To keep his job. Yeah. Depends I mean, like, on oil prices. I think 8 and 4 will be enough. That's 75 million. I, I think 8 and 4 will be enough. But I think 8 and 4 will be fortunate for them. I th- I'm taking UT Knoxville. Yeah, no. If UT Knoxville. Hey, oil prices is a buck 25. Yeah, he's fired. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's see what, maybe Al Gore can do something about this. Um, he didn't if, invent the internet. If you, if, if, uh, if I think UT Knoxville is going to. Build up a little momentum heading into the in the. There, there's going to be a lot of people talking themselves into that Georgia Tennessee game, and I think they're going to need some wins to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's right. Yeah, I think UT Knoxville is going to beat. I think they're going to they're going to play really well. We'll see. We'll we'll talk about that. By the way, just programming note: we're not having a, a, bo- a podcast next week, right. even though uh, it's an off we, week for everyone. We will have fun office pool, so mm-hmm. get yeah. in there. Alabama Tennessee play. We'll see what happens. And it's also Ath Half weekend, so come out and cheer out your cheer yeah. Off your, cheer, out cheer your for people like Will who cheer are running your Ath off. Cheer, cheer your Ath off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not cheering my Ath off. I'm not running my Ath either. Yeah. This right. weekend is Ath. No, this is no, off weekend. weekend. It's the off oh, weekend. I, just won't, I won't be talking to these five that's people. Really good planning. I'm gonna say my Ath. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they, they have it every week every year. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss my Ath if you think I'm gonna run. <laughs> I got a UT A and M in that game. UT A and M. You just made very, everybody mad. I'm very confused. UT A&M is going to beat. UTM. 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 And then uh, at noon in Nashville, the place of hot chicken and tavern bikes, Georgia goes up and plays lowly 2-5 and five. Vanderbilt. Like we've said, Georgia's beat them the past two years, 62 to nothing and 55 nothing. They outscored them by 200 points since uh, Kirby's loss in 16. The spread's 31 and a half. I don't think that is enough. I think Georgia wins, let's say, 42 to 3 over Vanderbilt, and they still go without a touchdown since 2018. Wow. I think I am I, I, I'm tempted to go big like that because I went small last week and we went big. But I don't I think with a week off, I don't. I just don't like. They may accidentally score twenty eight points in the first quarter, like they did last time. But I actually think it's more. It's a twenty one twenty four nothing lead at halftime, and then it's the third quarter goes by like that. 
And so I think it ultimately comes down. I do think Vanderbilt gets a garbage time touchdown and ends that. I'm going to say Georgia 34, Vanderbilt 7. Yeah, I think I'm in the same place Will is. Um, I, I think it's going to we're going to jump out to a big lead and just basically hand the ball off in the second quarter. I mean, second half. And, yeah, if we score, if we score 50-something points, it's going to be because we run the ball really well against mm-hmm. that uh, Vanderbilt defense that has shown that they are struggle stopping the run, which leads me to pick somewhere in the low 40s, let's say 42, or we'll call it 45. Um you know what? I'm going to sell the field goal. Um, I'm going to sell. I'm sell the touchdown. Let's say uh, they get down there a couple times. Forty-five uh, six. Okay. For the record, my my thirty-four to seven was two safeties and a field goal. Just to- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, I did think they. I think they get a touchdown. They get two safeties. Uh, we're going to have a whole <laughs> yeah. podcast to yeah. talk about. I was say. Yeah. All right. Well, so, well, well I, uh, so repeat, we're going to have next week off. Yep. We'll be all. We will not do a show next week. We'll do a post game. Yeah, we'll then, do a post game. Then no midweek. And then we'll take off. Uh, and then we'll preview. Thank uh, God. Yeah, they're, they're getting sick of looking at my face. And um, but we, I thought, I think we had a nice picture. Send me that picture. We, yeah, we're yeah, all yeah, dressed up. Send me the picture. I will post the photo. I'm clean. I'm clean. We, we all are. Yeah. Dre- we all had somewhere to go. I was at the Classic Center doing yeah. some filming. You were. At I work. Just, yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. I I did do some TV stuff, and then I have. Uh, I did some TV yeah, stuff. Yeah, I did TV. Yeah, we, filming, we all did TV stuff. TV. Yeah. Uh, actually, a listener at uh, the Terry College of Business had uh, gotten in touch with me to do some TV filming stuff. over right. at uh, the Classic Center today. So awesome! Thanks, Mark. So I'm going to get bought tickets to the John Mulaney show. John Mulaney's going to be playing at the Classic. Center. I think we we might we might try to go see yeah, that too. I think that would be really fun, actually. So. Yeah, I don't understand why. I don't know. No, that's that John judgment. Mulaney doing Seinfeld, I guess. <laughs> He's running around, running for the mayor of nothing. Uh, okay. Uh, otherwise, uh, have a uh, have a great, I guess, couple of weeks. We'll do a post game show, but it will be not until uh, right before Halloween. Uh, and uh, my first ever Georgia Florida experience, which should be fun. And also, we'll beg you all if you're in St. Simons to come to the book event on that Friday. If you are planning on going to St. Simons, keep that Friday morning open if you're in St. Simons the day before the Georgia-Florida game and we're going to have an event at the Casino Room. But we'll have more details. For it's you. not an actual casino, though. I don't... I, I'm not gambling anyway. Um, it's a sports book. Um, all right. Have a, uh, have a good one. We'll talk to you all uh, next week. And until then, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. We will be back with a show on Sunday afternoon or something like that whenever Tony and Will get around to it. And um, we'll see you on campus in about three weeks. Will will see you in St. Simons before then. But we'll see you, but we'll, we'll talk before yeah. the St. Simons. Oh, that's true. That's true. October uh, 24th. But until then, and as always, I got off my, my routine. As always, go dogs. Dogs. It's the dogs. We're it's the dogs. The dogs. Yeah. The dogs. You got to say that. Nobody's course. listening anyway. Nailed Nobody's it. Listening. And I will be there Friday morning. <laughs>